When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It sometimes feels like the world is coming unglued. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot to get to today, but a lot of fun to have as well. Where do you want to start, David? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things to talk about. We got a genuine financial crisis unfolding. Uh, Russia is taking down our drones, and apparently we're very disappointed in them for doing that. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? So they, they, they took down an unmanned drone uh, yes. yesterday. They were buzzing it. They were dumping fuel on it and all that yeah. stuff. And then, yes. and then we had to down it in the sea because it was no longer uh, viable or safe mm-hmm. after they were buzzing us. And they, and they clipped one of the propellers. Yeah. And part of the statement from the Pentagon was it was unprofessional yeah. and not environmentally friendly. Because they're dumping fuel on it. I'm sorry, but we're not worried about green weenie stuff when we have Russia buzzing our stuff in the sky. I'm sure Putin is going to have a stern talking to those pilots, <laughs> saying, do you know that that could have been environmentally not friendly? <laughs> That's what they're pissed about. Yeah, right. Uh, unreal. And, you know, John Kirby, the spokesperson, trying to say, well, yeah, we just think it was the, you know, I'm paraphrasing, idiocy of just, you know, one or two of these pilots. Mm -hmm. It's really nothing more than that. But yet we take it very seriously. Dude, you can't rule by weakness. You can't. And that's all we have in this administration, one after another after another. It was... Gosh. It was Vladimir Maverick. <laughs> yeah, it just went rogue. He was goofing around. He's yeah. like, you know what? How about a little bit of fuel on that drone? How do you like that? We're just going to buzz it by just time right. and time again. Yeah, uh-huh. Because that's what a lot of those people in the Russian military do. They go rogue. Yes, all the Because time. there's no fear of, I don't know, getting killed. Nah. By your advisors. Unpro- Holy crap, unprofessional. man. Unprofessional. <laughs> Act like you've been somewhere, all right? Yeah, Come on. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that today because, you know, as they were giving this news and, you know, it's good news because you've got Lloyd Austin, defense secretary, and then you got Millie involved and they're going to have a big meeting and talk about this today. So they're on. Okay, but, I find that comforting. But how many transgender 
women of color are part of this call. Well, that'll be the DEI officer of the military to have okay. that separate meeting, Got I think, you. and then yeah. they'll all meet about that together. <laughs> but I thought about that going, okay, is that supposed to make people feel better? And then all these thoughts went through my head. That's like Mayorkas from Homeland Security is on the border. So we, well, great news there because he said it was secure. Uh, Kamala is still on trying to figure out root causes of why people want to come to this country. So we got that going for us. We got a dude that thinks he's a woman with the health and human services. Mm-hmm. So everything cool there. Uh, the top communicator from the White House, the press secretary, can't put a sentence together. No problem. And we got Howdy Doody Buttigieg, who likes to ride on trains occasionally as the transportation secretary. Mm-hmm. Nothing to see here. Oh, and you can't forget this when you're talking about all the financial stuff going on. You've got the incredibly vibrant and sharp Janet Yellen as Treasury Secretary on that case. Mm-hmm. So rest assured and sleep well, America. Yeah, but but no mean tweets. So that's good. Yes. And then you get the news today that Credit Suisse in Europe is uh, well failing to raise the necessary funds that it needs, and I guess the Saudis, big investors, are like, yeah, we're not putting any more cash in there because then that puts us in a different position in terms of ownership. So that means a whole lot of extra liability on our part, so we're not doing that. So then everybody freaks out again, and there's a lot of fragility being exposed in the financial markets, specifically in banking. And what's crazy, the more you find out about Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, is that all these people were so much more concerned with DEI and what causes than banking. And all these unnecessary risks. And you knew the Fed was going to raise the interest rates. They told you they were going to do it. It's their fault. They're supposed to be the pros. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like you've got terrible employees and people running things all over. The whole thing's run by idiots. That's how you feel sometimes. Yeah. They did have great diversity luncheons, though. Oh, yes, they did. They were awesome. They had DJs and everything else. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, not American sort of food. I mean, it was no, good. No, 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 no. You know, mm-hmm. at Indian food sometimes. Well, it represented the diversity within of course. the company. Yes. you got to have that. Okay, so we got all that going for us. By the way, while I say all this, I do think we're going to be all right. It's a rough patch right now. There's no doubt about it. But I got to believe all the independents that can be the swing votes are certainly paying attention to what's going on and saying, we can't keep going like this. This is insanity. The thing is, it's impacting you now. Oh, sure. Before it was that far off, you know, well, it doesn't really impact me, so I'll be for it or whatever because all the cool kids are, all the woke kids are. But now all of a sudden it's impacting you. This is like to fund the police only when it gets to you. Then it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, I think this has happened to a lot of people. Yeah. And it depends on what you're really concerned with. It's yeah. like, well, all this woke stuff in these schools in these crazy states. What? They're, they've got trans activists in my school? Right, exactly. Okay, this has got to stop. Well, it's the same thing. When it starts to affect your 401. Yes. Yes. Even though you did diversify. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, David, you have an update on the border. Yeah, well, a House committee is at the border today getting testimony about the border crisis. Uh, Democrats didn't bother to show up. Uh, Representative Mark Green, chairing the committee, he's of Tennessee, uh, asked the Border Patrol chief, Raul Ortiz, 
if they had operational control over the border? And, well, we know the answer, and actually we got some honesty here. All right. Does DHS have operational control of our entire border? Hmm. No, sir. <laughs> nope. No, sir. No, we don't. Well, then it was really interesting because uh, Chairman Green played a clip of DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas telling, uh, at the time, Representative Chip Roy of Texas, yeah, we do have operational control. Here's <laughs> Will that you clip. testify under oath right now, do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational control of the borders. Yes, we do. And <laughs> So yes, we do. Plays that in the hearing, and then he says, "Okay, so what about that border patrol chief? Did he lie? Hmm. Do you think that uh, Secretary Mayorkas is lying there, sir? When you talk about operational control, about ten years ago, we used operational control as a measuring stick of our effectiveness along the southwest border. Okay. Uh, my new strategy is geared towards." Um, uh, mission advantage. So you you know I, I I'm asking a very specific question, yes, and I, I you're you're kind of describing how 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 the goalpost has been moved because of the mass waves of people that are coming. My question: You heard the secretary. He said we have operational control. That's the definition ba- of operational control. Based upon the control. definition you have, sir, up there, no, we don't have operational control. No, sir. But is Secretary Mariuk's line? Okay, uh, this is a tough spot for this person. Uh, yeah. How is he going to answer? Do you predict it, Scott? Well, he just he just called him a liar without calling him a liar. How do you backpedal on that? So I'll say, yeah, he will. He'll call him a liar. I think he's going to go with the same, because you and I haven't heard this yet. David already knows the answer. That he's going to go with the same without saying he's a liar, saying he's just wrong. I don't. I didn't see the rest of the testimony there, sir. He was at. You saw. He was asked if he had operational control, and he said yes. I, I think it's either it's either ignorance. Which is unacceptable, or it's lying. Absolutely. It's one or the other. Yep. And Mayorkas isn't that stupid. Terrible at his job, but he's not dumb. Yeah. He knows what it, I mean, this is all by design. And we all know it. We have morons running the country in so many different areas. Oh, my gosh. One of the, Your favorite story of the day, David? Uh, yeah. This in- is a great example of this. Incredible story out of Newark, New Jersey where local lawmakers wanted to start a sister city partnership with a Hindu nation called Kalesha. The problem is, they found out after doing a formal ceremony and the signing and all that, you know, everybody gets the photo, whatever, Kailasa or Kailate, whatever, this country, sure, that sounds great. Uh, well, there's a problem with this. What? Uh, here's the report from Ali Bauman with uh, CBS New York. Okay. Though it has a detailed website, Kailasa has no real government. What? It's the brainchild of Swami Nithyananda, a notorious scam artist and fugitive from India who has been on the run from rape charges since 2019. This is an oversight. It's an oversight? That's right, it's an oversight. <laughs> That's not an oversight. No, no it isn't. <laughs> you got duped. Yes. You got punked. Yes. The city doesn't exist. Could not happen any longer. In a statement, City Hall said, although this was a regrettable incident, the city of Newark remains committed to partnering with people from diverse cultures in order to enrich each other with connectivity, support, and mutual respect. No one Googled the city. No. (laughs) No. No, it even existed. Yes, sister city, it's going to make us look like we care about other cultures. It's going to up our standard. (laughs) 
within woke culture? Freaking right we want to partner with that city. <laughs> it's like the inner monologue of all these people. It's like, what? I mean, they showed up wearing funny-looking clothes and whatnot. I, I assumed they it, yes, were. they did. You know? <laughs> they did. And, and the dude who set the whole thing up is sitting there. Yeah. Not cracking a smile, but he, he pulled their wool over their eyes. Yeah, I, they were such in a hurry to have a Hindu nation and put their arms around it and go, yes. yes. We love everybody mm. in the diversity world that they just <laughs> fell for this. It's it's yeah. wild, too, because there was another lady there, too. I mean, there were people who were supposedly representatives of this nation yeah, that doesn't right. exist. It doesn't exist. And they're all just straight-faced. Yeah, this is great. Hey, cool. Yeah. Holy and again, God. all you have to do is go to Google. That's it. <laughs> That's Dude. it. Dude, how often does this happen? Where, you know, we'll find out, hey, there is a radio station in a certain part of the country that just put our show on. Uh -huh. Wow. And you want to look at the city, you know, what's the makeup, all that sort of stuff. This is a group of people that are partnering with a sister city overseas. Yeah. yeah. Ah, sounds good. Let's go for it. Well, all the other, everything else, all the other boxes sure. were checked. Yes. And again... I mean, I mention this because it's true. There was an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer got Jerry to invest in the Volcano Relief Fund in Krakatonia. <laughs> and he did to impress a girl, gave Kramer the money. It was totally bogus. There was no Krakatonia. <laughs> and he got audited by the IRS. This, this is a true story now. Unbelievable. Yeah, the guy is actually, uh, he considers himself a godman, by the way, and, and Kailasa is supposedly an island off the coast of Ecuador. Golly. Guy that could just all of a sudden create a city out of nothing, and he did it. And he did it. Yep. Okay. Which one to get to? Oh, my gosh, man. Imagine your kid's health teacher says, hey, I want you to share your sexual fantasies in this assignment. Okay. Where did that happen? We'll get to that and much more coming up right in. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Now, I don't think the Sexy Boomer got this assignment in health class. I know this Gen Xer didn't. I'm guessing, David, you as the Millennial didn't either. Our friends in Eugene, Oregon already know this story. Um, and now it's gone national. I saw it at Daily Wire. Um, parents there, livid. It was discovered that a health teacher assigned homework asking students to write sexual fantasy stories and mark the initials of a man or woman next to these sexual activities they would perform. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, boy, what? Howdy. <laughs> yes, Man. a parent exposed this, uh, the assignment from a screenshot on Facebook, asked these students at Churchill High School to write a short story or a paragraph or two about a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex, so no way of passing an STI. Okay. But check this. This is part of the human sexuality course. Um, it directs the class to show that minors could, quote, receive loving affection without having sex. 
while choosing three items for the story. Such items could include romantic music, candles, massage oil, feather, a feather boa, flavored syrup, etc. Blueberry. Hmm. If you want. Could go raspberry. Could mix them. Just initial it. Uh... So, yeah, all these people are commenting about this story, saying this is so inappropriate. Does this person still have a job? Another parent said, uh, an adult male teacher asking their daughter to share sexual fantasies with him? Are you freaking kidding? Uh, yeah. Come said, I would be living going to the police. No teacher has any business asking this of a child. I would say that person would be lucky if that's all the dad did. <laughs> Catherine Rogers, whose 16-year-old daughter attends the school but was not in this class... Uh, told the Oregonian that Miller previously gave the students another assignment that encouraged bisexuality called With Whom Would You Do It? (laughs) Holy smokes, Daddy-O. The assignment added, you may use the same person for multiple activities. Roger said students in the class felt mortified, awkward, and creeped out by the assignments. Some that felt uncomfortable... They would use Kung Fu Panda characters in their response to avoid being too personal. (laughs) Poe, who would it be? (laughs) Um, The principal, uh, Missy Cole, said in an email sent to parents last week that school officials and Eugene school district officials were reviewing its high school health curriculum, which is called Our Whole Lives. Okay. You're... Man... You're reviewing it, you say. The, it needs to be out. Yeah. Why do instead you, of instead of what? Why you, do you call him Groomer? Right. Why do you Groomers don't call Groomers? <laughs> instead of what you did on your summer vacation, be who? Who you did, did you do on your yeah, summer exactly. vacation? <laughs> <laughs> God dang it! God. Yes. So the health teacher, also a football coach, said, "Here's your assignment. Can't wait to read it." <laughs> no. Are you out of your mind? This is okay. I mean, no, it's not okay. I mean, if it's part, if that's part of the curriculum, he may be an innocent by, or semi-innocent bystander here. If he's just like whatever, if he's there to coach football or whatever, and he's just got to do this health class, and he's like, okay, here you go, handing out the papers. Here's what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's that is crazy. something I would love to know. I mean, is it him that is taking it a step further? Well, how about you go ahead? You know, we've talked about some people have fantasies. Why don't you share yours? Well, I breathe heavy. <laughs> Get out of here. Golly. Gross. It's like this curriculum sponsored by Penthouse. Yes. Dear Forum, I never thought this would happen to me. By the way, uh, David, I saw this story. I thought of you. Uh, the director, John Wick. Mm-hmm. explained why Hollywood still uses real guns. You know why? Because it's about the money. Mm-hmm. Because you've talked a lot about the Alec Baldwin case. Of yeah. course, you know a lot about guns. Um, but electric guns were used in the making of the John Wick movies with gunfire added in post-production mm-hmm. using CGI. Um, and it's the director said there's no reason to have a live firearm on set for prop houses, armors, or supply houses to switch over, it would make their entire stock of real firearms useless. You don't need firearms. The alternative is just going to cost you more money. Right, and you can't use them for anything else. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We've got a couple of news updates, including the train derailment in Ohio. Straight ahead.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do you have a news update, David? I heard you ranting over there. Yeah. Uh, Reuters report. Remember, economy, it's strong. Don't worry about banks failing and don't worry about uh, the market crunch happening and the eventual credit crunch that is coming if it's not already here. Uh, also, uh, layoffs by U.S. companies over January and February touched the highest since 2009. Yeah, and as we've mentioned several times, record credit card debt mm-hmm. of people paying for necessities. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Economy's great. Mm. Got it. Okay. Uh, also, uh, for those of you in Ohio and Pennsylvania around that big train derailment weeks and weeks ago, uh-huh. the water's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. You can move back in. Fine. Use the water. Shower, drink it. Go ahead. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 That is, the more we get into the future and you look back on that, that's crazy. And then, well, hey, where's anybody to test the water? Uh... Well, we don't really have anybody here, but you can get your own. It'll cost you about forty grand to test that water. Well, you know, the governor drank it. He was fine afterwards. Well, what, after how many days? You know, he had his tail surgically removed, but hey. Right. Well, at first it was kind of like, I think I'd drink the bottled water. <laughs> well, I bet you would. Well, then he went into the house, remember? And... Well, the state of Ohio has now filed a lawsuit against Norfolk Southern. Federal court yesterday over that derailment in East Palestine. Palestine and subsequent chemical fallout. And the thing is, who knows how long that's going to affect people. As they were saying, yeah, the water here, you know, it seems to be okay. I know way down river, down by Cincinnati, they've closed off that portion. They're not getting any water out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the chemicals went down there. See, we're fine right. here in this town, which was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Attorney General, Dave Yost, uh Ohio said Ohio shouldn't have to bear the tremendous financial burden of Norfolk Southern's glaring negligence. The fallout from this highly preventable incident may continue for years to come, and there's still so much we don't know about the long-term effects of our air, water, and soil. Yeah. Yes. And it's still crazy when you think how long it took the environmental people to get there, let alone Boot Edge Edge, Department of Transportation. You know... I guess we shouldn't be surprised, though. So we'll wait and see what well, they voted comes for the out wrong guy. Those people voted for the wrong guy. We don't want to help them. A lot of people certainly felt well, that way. Sure, yeah. And yes, I think you absolutely understand why. Yep. Because until people really pitched a fit, and honestly, it was conservative conservative media that put the pressure on that finally got people there. But yes, it took a while. All right. It's that time of the show where we go around the table. We're looking at all kinds of stories out there. It might not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, oh, what's well, your story? Certainly the headline uh, caught my attention here from the New York Post. Okay, uh, Pentagon officials suggest alien mothership in our solar system could send many probes to Earth. Really? Yeah. So this is a research report authored by the director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they put it together. And they're focusing on UFOs, or UAPs as they're calling them now, unidentified aerial phenomena, uh, saying that an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a uh, parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, 
an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA missions. They're calling them dandelion seeds that could be separated from the parent craft by the tidal gravitational force of the sun or by a maneuvering capability. So what they're talking about here, in part, is this unusual interstellar object that was found in 2017. It was cigar-shaped, appeared flat, and was propelled away from the sun without showing a cometary tail. Leading scientists believe that this was artificial. <clears throat> Three years later, another object was discovered, uh, and there was no cometary trail either. And it's interesting because six months before, I'm ignoring that. Ignoring what? <laughs> ignoring what? Your snark. I didn't say a word! Playing the Star Trek theme song. Well, I think sometimes people want, you know, something that's going to go along with the story. And, you know, theme music, I thought, is something you'd enjoy. I'm really glad he's sharing the snark with you today. <laughs> what? I did, I'm glad. But, Somebody but, else gets to deal with it for a while. Six months before this cigar-shaped object made a close yeah. approach to Earth, a meteor-sized interstellar meteor crashed on Earth. And it exhibited an identical speed relative to the sun at large distances, an identical shape to the unidentified object in our solar system. Just saying, the visitors are here. I know. I know. You, what, you think I'm not taking it serious? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. You're clearly <laughs> I, am. Not. I am. Hey, you're the first one that's going to be getting an anal probe from these people, all right? As long as I don't have to follow news that day, that's fine. Surgeon, All the idiots he going on around. Surgeon, Surgeon General thinks it's problematic because it's shaped like a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. You, know, I, you would think if the, that is all real and true, that would be like the lead story, wouldn't it? Well, no, because, well, the lizard people are already here, and they're programming it. the Today Show. Got it. Okay. They're on The View. That, yes, exactly. they're hosting The View. Yes. If you want, I can make The View my story today. It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you. It's your, it's... I'll let you go first. Let's see what you got. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I got one or two stories, and All I'm right. thinking about it. Okay, go ahead. Well, What's your story? People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, has launched a major campaign against the University of Georgia. Why them? Why do you think it would be? Bulldogs. Yes, because they no. use a live English bulldog as their mascot. <laughs> In a statement, PETA said that the University of Georgia's mascot program is driving up the demand for the dogs. And they could barely breathe or breed naturally. What? Another news release labeled uh, Bulldog Bestiality as one of the problems. <laughs> Bulldog, Bulldog Bestiality? Yes. They cite breeding practices that include male dogs being, I'm quoting now, sexually stimulated by invasive human hands. Okay. Well, la, la, la. I mean, if you ever talk to someone who breeds horses, that's yes. kind of... That, Part of the deal. I just... Golly. Hit the rub the belly first. <laughs> I've actually hung out with two bulldogs recently. Have you? Yeah. Do they have problems breathing? 
I, yeah, I think all do. Yeah. But I mean, for all things for PETA to be concerned with, right? that's what it is right now. Now, you are very much a pet person, Scott. Yeah, I love animals. Yeah. Do you think PETA's got something to this right no. now? Okay. Just checking. No. Okay. Now, the bestiality thing concerns me, but hey. Golly. <laughs> I'll but just say, you know. That, that'll be the woke left. That'll be the new thing. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's <laughs> love is love. Okay. <clears throat> You're, well, kids, kids I don't now think learn it's that. About it in, kids now learn about it in their sophomore health class. <laughs> I would just say that when it comes to animal breeding, you do not want to know how the sausage is made. Okay. Okay. Did you have to say it that way? No. And it seemed like for a while. And I. You know what? I suppose if you look for it, you could probably find it for Nimrods in the news, that bit we do. The bestiality stories. They're all... Dude! I know. They're sick people. I know. Holy smokes. Can you imagine, though, you go four years to college, got your English lit degree, the only job you can get is working with the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my story today uh, is someone that's conflicted over this pandemic. Okay, and that person is from The View, and it happens to be Scott Robbins' current favorite, oh, Sonny Hostin. The, the biggest racist in America today. Yeah. She somehow overtook Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's way past Whoopi. All right. Uh, do you know why she's conflicted over this pandemic? I would imagine it's something to do with race, but I can't connect the dots right now. Actually, it's not. Oh, wow. And this is something. I mean, for everything The View has done with the pandemic and masks and the vaccine over time, hammering people, browbeating, on and on and on, listen to this revelation from one Sonny Hust. Roll it. Over this pandemic, which is, people say it's totally over, but there are like a thousand people dying from it still every day. It's 250, actually. Mm -hmm. I know it's crazy getting fake news from The View, but <laughs> just to correct there, go ahead. Um, I'm a little nervous because teens are in a lot of trouble. There's a mental health crisis. I've seen Ooh. it in my children. They're in trouble now because they don't know how to speak to each other. And they were, you know, out of school and they were home homebound. Hmm. Yeah. You going to be all right, Scott? No, not really. <laughs> go ahead. If I'm waiting for it, I'm going to be disappointed well, if you don't I go don't, off I, on this. I don't know where you want me to go with this, but... People tried to tell you well, at the well, time yeah, well, you wouldn't obvious. have yeah. it. Well, we talked about this, and they, remember, they, they, it was just last week their audience could take the mask off. Remember that? They were all yapping about, oh, I can see your faces. It's like three days ago. Honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah. I missed just, that. They just were allowed to. The hosts were okay yeah. without them, but the audience, no way. So they just started that this week. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, she's terrible. I, I'm, but I was. Sonny a little, would shun people that didn't have the vaccine. I, I, I was a little so. disappointed in the fact that she didn't say black and brown communities suffered the most, because that's usually her go-to. Uh, maybe that's just like a given, though. Yeah, maybe. That's amazing, no, man. And you know, honestly, in in this case, the the data would show that uh, you can make the argument in that case because a bunch of white Democrats locked black kids out of schools. You know what, David? You could. You I mean, need to tell yeah. her that. She blew it. She had a chance right there. Absolutely. She I mean, defended the teachers in Chicago for not mm -hmm. wanting to go back to work. Right. Well, they might, the kid might get him sick. Right. No. I mean, 
There are consequence, consequences to decisions. They're going to rewrite all this, though. They're going to rewrite it oh, all. Of course they are. Yeah, They're I mean, already doing it. Yeah. I mean, we really are like, you notice the trend, especially it's really coming to focus with the pandemic. It's like whatever so-called conspiracy theorists are talking about, and not all the time, not, not always the most extremist. I'm just saying the people labeled as conspiracy theorists. You know, about the lab leak, about mask wearing, yes. about, hey, maybe that vaccine isn't as effective as uh, we were told. The media usually comes around about a year to a year and a half after the fact to where they state it as a fact. Like CBS News just earlier this week was like, hey, you know what? The federal government may have uh, provided some funding for that lab in Wuhan for gain of function research. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Never we, correcting, no, just stating no, it as fact. Just, You're absolutely right, David. And, and so it's like we're really probably only about nine months to a year out now at this point of all these uh, news outlets coming around and saying, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea to castrate children who are confused about their gender identity. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's yeah, going to be bad to come to that realization. Well, look how long it took for Hunter Biden's laptop until they all went, you know, there may be something on here. <laughs> yes. Man, for two years. Dude. Who was it? Variety Magazine just did another piece about uh, Republicans are just infatuated with Hunter's laptop. <laughs> no, we're finding out more on that yeah. all the time. By the way, talking about masking, vaccines, all that, I just heard a news update today. A lot of elite universities, including Harvard, it's still in place. Mask mandates. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That, dude, you're supposed to be the smart people. Remember, got to follow the science. I guess, no. No, we're just, we've created such a bubble now, we just make our own rules. and just feel important. It's unbelievable. I can't tell you how many emails I got or drops I got on our Facebook page saying that we have blood on our hands and we're responsible for (laughs) thousands of people because we didn't buy into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, update in Florida. Uh, Ron DeSantis is not playing around. You'll love this update straight ahead. Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Coming to Ron DeSantis, Florida. Not messing around. Wow. No. no. Uh, so the DeSantis administration is now moving to strip a major Miami hotel of its liquor license after they hosted a Christmas-themed drag queen show in December with children present despite warnings. So they had warned, Aww. hey, look, you can't have this be open to kids and things like that. And well, the hotel did it anyway. Uh, the Hyatt Regency Miami, uh, they hosted a sexually explicit show with children present, but the hotel did it anyway uh, after being warned. And so now they're saying, all right, well, we're going to start moving uh, to revoke your liquor license. That will speak. <clears throat> yeah, and the, the hotel has said, well, wherever the, whatever the venue actually was was operated by a third party, so they're looking at it. That was their basic response. But, yeah, I mean, you look at it, what was there or what was being offered there, it was a drag queen Christmas that featured sexually explicit content but also advertised all ages welcome. So there were kids there. 
Uh, exposed female breasts with less than fully opaque covering, portrayals of simulated masturbation, and other sexually explicit content. There was a remix song, Screwed Off the Red-Nippled Reindeer. Oh, Good old-fashioned family fun, right? Oh, yeah, ah, sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your toddlers. Mm-hmm. Prancer. Golly. In other news, I saw, this was from entertainment news, movie news. It is Scott Robbins' worst nightmare come to a movie. What is it? There is an entire movie about a guy who can't get out of a porta potty. Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh dang. No, I can't see that. I've dreamt that. I can't. Uh, it's a German movie, and it's true. I can't say the name of it. Uh, the first word is holy, and you can guess what the other yeah, word yeah. is. Yeah. Apparently, it's a horror thriller. Mm, it's a horror. But it has some comedic aspects to it. Apparently, the hero wakes up trapped in the Portageon on a construction site where a demolition is about to take place. Oh, jeez. Turns out he was put there by a guy who wants his pregnant girlfriend and has to escape before he's blown to bits. Okay. How, how strong is that porta potty? Because those things are pretty flimsy. Absolutely. It's a race against time. <laughs> And who knows what happens when it gets tipped upside down. (laughs) Well, my fear is going into it and then having to swim up. (laughs) Greatest fear. You've had nightmares about it. Oh, all the time. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I know this is sort of inside that only pertains to this show, but Scott, don't look at the monitor. Don't look at the Dow. Okay, your 401k, any of that stuff, you're a long way away from it anyway. All right, relax. Uh, News update, David Van Camp. Yeah, well, the markets are taking a beating right now because there's another bank crisis happening, uh, this time in Europe. Uh, Credit Suisse uh, is feeling a bit of a crunch right now, and one of the largest investors, I believe it was Saudi Arabia, said, no, we're not going to bail you out here uh, because that would put them over what, a 10% ownership threshold, which would put in place a lot more red tape for them. So they're like, no, we're not doing that. So then people are getting panicked. So it's a separate issue than what happened here in the United States, Mm-hmm. but still kind of related to interest rates rising all around the world as people are trying to clamp down on inflation. So, I mean, this is the fall. The question is whether or not it'll be a, a what we've heard the term soft landing a lot. Like, you know there's going to be a recession. Yeah, I think we pretty much are already in one and have been in one for a while. We just don't have data geeks to look in the rearview mirror and say, yep, that was a recession, but right. certainly feels like a recession right now. And I think that's that's what we're seeing play out right now. This is the uh, this is the way to the bottom, essentially. The question is, uh, are they jagged rocks or smooth rocks that we're going to land on? And the sad thing is, you can read, say, seven different stories yeah. on it of what caused this, and there's plenty of blame to go around. Especially, oh, sure. I mean, we've gone over all this stuff a million times. 
you know, <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act, mm-hmm. which that name is still an all-timer because <laughs> it made everything worse and really in some ways caused where we're at right now. And you had, you know, these banks taking in this money. I mean, tons of cash. Well, what are we going to do with it? Well, they knew the Fed was going to raise the interest rate. Why they invested the way they did is a head-scratcher, but no one was paying attention. No. Because no one's a banker. Oh, at these places? Yeah, they, they don't they Signature don't know. Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. all for woke causes and wokeness and pronouns and dancing. and I a mean, lot of that. That's, I mean, I, I, did you watch Tucker last night? Yes. I mean, it was like one person on the board of directors that actually had any banking yes. experience at all. <laughs> That's one. Right. Yes. One person. Right. Well, and someone's got to look over the risk. At Signature, they had no one for eight months. No. Eight months. Okay. Eight months, it was just like, la, la, just invest in whatever. But I guess my point is you can read all this and get educated on it and understand it the best you can, and in the end, tell me if I'm wrong, but it's usually the working class and the middle class that will pay for this. Oh. And the people with oodles of cash, they're not really going to be affected in the long term. Yeah, so when they talk about that ugly term bailout happening, and I know Janet Yellen has come out and said, well, we're not bailing out Silicon Valley Bank because uh, they're talking about an FDIC fund that is specifically set up to pay for losses like this to protect people not who invested but for people who deposited their money. Yeah. Um that's that's what it's designed to do. But the problem is is that they get that money from banks charging more fees on customers. So right. it may not be directly taxpayer dollars that go into this, but your fees at your local bank may just go up if your bank is getting a little bit nervous about what's happening out there. And so in the end, you're right. I mean, it's the it's the middle and lower class who wind up getting screwed with yes. all of this. And the, a perfect example, it's a separate thing, mm-hmm. but a perfect example of how this entire game is rigged really does go back to the GameStop thing from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Where you had it all does. these dudes yeah. on Reddit who noticed that, uh, you know, there were these highfalutin hedge fund bros who were basically uh, trying on purpose to drive GameStop into the ground, to get them to go bankrupt by shorting it, shorting it, shorting it, shorting it, just trying to yes. devalue as much as possible. And so a bunch of nerds on Reddit decided, hey, we're going to just start investing in GameStop. And so they made the stock price just go crazy high. Yes. And then in the end... The guys who were actually trying to screw over a company got bailed out by their buddies. They did. Congress. And you know what was interesting in that in that whole Netflix little docu series? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Robin Hood stops the trading. Yeah. As people right. wanted to keep going. Robin Hood uh, is an online trading platform app. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, because they didn't have the money either to back it up. So if you needed to get your money back, right. then anyway, yeah, it's this complex, uh, yes. tangled web. But at the end of the day, what were congressional leaders, including liberals like Elizabeth Warren, worried about? They were worried about whether or not people on Reddit were breaking the law. That's who they were concerned about. Mm-hmm. All these people are like talking about the hardworking middle class and, oh, we got to make sure that consumers come first, not these greedy hedge fund bros. As soon as times got tough for the hedge fund bros, they circled the freaking wagons. Oh, yeah, because all of those people, like Elizabeth Warren, know where their bread is buttered. They got the call. Hey, 
do something about this. And they do. They're pawns. Okay. Enough of that. Well, Other again, news out I mean, there. but just before I come off this too much, I just believe this is true. I think now is the time that if you do have a bank that you do business with, and the bank, in their best interest, is to let you know where the money's going. So if they'll feel, do that. If you feel more comfortable with the with what's going on. If they'll do that. Here's what we invest in. Here's what we've invested your money in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the Democratic lawmaker that said Joe Biden betrayed us and the planet. Yeah. yeah. So the Biden administration actually did something half right. I can't I couldn't believe it when I saw the news. Uh, they approved the Willow oil drilling project in Alaska. This opens up eventually about 600 billion barrel or I'm sorry, <laughs> billion. Whoa. 600 million barrels of oil. Uh, but it'll take years to get it to market. This project has been uh, just uh, sidelined for so long. I mean, there are uh, indigenous tribes in Alaska who've been begging for this because it brings them money. Right. But, you know, you got these woke people in D.C. and in the green weenie activist class who've all been saying, well, no, we know what's better for you. And we got to save the environment. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, now, there once, you go to those indigenous lands. They're saying, no, we want it. Yeah, we actually want it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, now, at the same time, though, the Biden administration is aggressively blocking new drilling projects on federal lands. But the green weenie crowd is furious because of this one project. Uh, got approved. Uh, here is uh, Representative Jamal Bowman being interviewed by Kristen Welker on MSNBC. Roll it. Do you see this move as a betrayal by the president? Yes, it is ill-advised. So it it's a betrayal? Dangerous. Yes. Um, and it is ill-advised and it is dangerous for our climate. There's no uh, scientific support for more drilling anywhere uh, in our country. It's been stated that we should stop drilling. By who? It's yeah. been stated. Well, that high school dropout in, from Sweden told us. So. Okay, right. Yes. The president said he would not drill on federal lands. Our country is warming at a rapid rate, and if it continues to warm, we will see more death and destruction. If you cut off people's energy... And the ability to get it cheaply, you're going to see how many more deaths in a hurry. Catastrophically so. Yes. Uh, Jerome, with all due respect, talk to some people that know. Okay. And with no respect. Like real experts that are just trying to give you facts instead of working an angle. Wow. Okay. Other news out there. Who's erasing the trans babies? Oh, what? Yeah. Oh what is God. this? Oh, gosh. This is a, Holy smokes. This is what is this? Lawmakers in Florida are looking at a new law that would block minors from getting dangerous and irreversible drugs or having sex change operations. Uh, the bill also allows for the court to intervene in a custody fight if one parent wants to get the kid a sex change operation, but the other doesn't. So if, okay. if one parent is insane and another parent says, no, don't chop off my kid's genitals Mm -hmm. then the courts can say yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and side with the parent who doesn't want to chop off the genitals of your child okay sanity exists yeah thank you florida so of course liberals hate it uh here's a little overview of some of the protesters that showed up this week courtesy of the uh, florida standard okay roll it the republicans have hijacked the word liberation they have hijacked the word freedom we are here to resist 
their transphobic slate of hate legislation. You are erasing our trans babies. <laughs> trans babies? Uh, I know. Okay, I heard yeah. that. I had to hear that twice. All right. Yeah. Baby comes out. You say, yeah, it's a boy. Mm. You know, what's the term that we're supposed to use as adults there? Peeper? <laughs> yeah, I think peeper is, is okay. in the medical dictionaries. Okay. Yeah. But yet somehow, the day that little guy is born with the peeper, somehow internally he knows he's in the wrong body and yeah. he's a girl. <laughs> How do we know? Because he's crying. What does he do? Huh? He's crying. <laughs> you know, babies who, who who know what gender they are when they come out and if they are assigned the gender that they know they are, they don't cry when they're born. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's crazy. How insane is that? No, they are. They're absolutely nuts. And you are erasing our trans babies. <laughs> you, you are, <laughs> erasing our trans babies. Trans babies. <laughs> You're going to get people to kill themselves. <laughs> oh, I've, I've actually got another little piece of audio here from that. Oh, excellent. And I, I just came across this again from the Florida Standard. This is actually in the hearing uh, for the initial stages of filing and, and uh, progressing this bill. Okay. Talking point, be ready to be called a fascist. You are the Fourth Reich, and we are the resistance. And one more time, when my trans family is under attack, I'm going to stand up, fight back. Get ready. I'm queer. I'm the mom of a trans kid, and I'm an elementary school teacher. I would oh, like boy. to point out that by eliminating a minor's preferred pronouns is racist and Christian-centric. Using pronouns is proven to save lives. Intersex no, infants often have cosmetic surgeries done to their bodies to conform them to a binary male or female gender. <laughs> this is fascist. I'm sorry. It's fascist. Yeah. These people need help. It's funny. It's like through all of human history, we've never really been all that worried about, uh, you know, performing sex change operations with children. And most children grew up just fine with all that. But now suddenly it's like people will Die if they oh, don't. Oh no, man! Get they, it. they they hid the suicide rate for years oh, and decades right. okay, uh, from yeah. the dawn of man. Mm -hmm. Of course they didn't. <laughs> no, it's a contagion because of these kooks. Most frightening thing about that was middle school teacher. Yeah. Holy yeah, smokes! And, and what are the They're odds? All over the place. She's she's part of that nebulous queer identity, and it yeah. just so happens that one of her kids is trans. What are the odds of that? I know. Uh, it's weird. Know. By the way, real quick, I saw this talking about babies. Because you got two little ones, three and one. Mm -hmm. People were talking about the most annoying advice new parents get in the first six months. So out of these five, which is the worst? Okay. Just curious. Sleep when the baby sleeps. Yeah. Here's what I did with my kids. They turned out fine. Stop holding them so much you'll spoil them. Don't wait too long before you have another one. Or, you know, you're not really holding them right. I don't know if I got uh, the first one. What was the first one that you read again? Sleep when the baby sleeps. Yeah, that that's garbage. That's okay. that's. I, I heard that over and over again. But it's like I got stuff to do, especially when our second one came along. And then it's like, well, yeah, but the daughter is awake while the baby is sleeping, and you know, right? And there's poop all over the place, and somebody's got to mop it. So, well, I suppose in ten years you'll be able to add to this list. Mm -hmm. Are you sure it's a boy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, something else to get to. White gas bills are going crazy right now. I thought you said white gas bills for a minute. I did. Why? <laughs> it's like, here we go. <laughs> Next.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Didn't Biden just say, hey, we're saving you money and energy? That's what we're yeah. doing. Oh, yeah, he lied. That was word for word. That was verbatim. Yeah. Yes. Dude, that's ringing in my head. Energy prices are coming down. I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal. I see the headline. Why gas bills are going crazy with no end in sight. I'm no, like, okay. Not. No, they're not. And it's sort of a long piece. I'll try to uh, give you the broad strokes. Coal-fired power plants have been retired all over the place. Without wind and solar farms ready to replace their output, pressuring utilities to pay up for gas. Infrastructure to export more gas is being built, but pipeline projects to move more gas within the country have been slowing. Mm -hmm. Then you had Russia invading Ukraine. That sent global markets haywire sparking a scramble by European buyers to replace Russian supplies and tethering U.S. prices to international events even more. I mean, you saw it in Germany. Coal hits our friend. Yeah. we got to stay warm. But what about the environment? Well, you don't want to freeze to death. And then you've got these swings across different regions. And you get to this one story, talking about this lady, Emily Hodge, in Colorado was shocked by a $918 bill for heating and electricity in December. And you think, well, what, she live in a mansion? No, three-bedroom house. Said a cold snap before Christmas pushed prices at a trading hub in Wyoming to 53 per billion British thermal units. And in January, Miss Hodge's bill ticked even higher to about $959. Ooh, daddy. She said, I don't know how people are surviving. It's officially our biggest bill now, more than our mortgage, more than our insurance. They're wearing coats in the house. Yeah. But what about the environment? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when... It, this could be cheap. It, it really could be. And I, I think when you look at a lot of the inflation problems that we've experienced here in the United States, it goes back to energy in the end. Yes, there are supply chain issues. Yes, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has upset a lot of normal business throughout the world, and that is definitely going to affect us here. But America is in a very, very unique situation as being a global superpower that really doesn't need to rely on Europe, the Middle East, South America, or Russia for energy production. And it all comes down to energy in the end. Yeah. But if you have investments in green energy, you want to capitalize on that mm-hmm. if you're in Congress, I suppose. Yeah. So who cares how many poor people, you know, freeze to death or go even more broke as a result of it? Who cares? Yeah, because the green people, they're always saying, well, part of this initiative is the poor people around the globe. No, they're being affected right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always hurting the people they want to help or say they want to help. Well, it's a death this call. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David. Biggest story of the day is the uh, meltdown on Wall Street uh, that has been uh, caused by a meltdown in the banking system now in Europe. Uh, This is going to get really rocky uh, moving forward, and this is why I always suggest buy guns and ammo, plant the crisis garden, and get right with Jesus. I know the money's an issue, but do we have enough people of color uh, that are non-binary on the boards of these banks because no. that's important. Not, not sure, not sure. Because as long as we have that, who cares who's broke? Yeah. Well, you got go to Career Builder. 
<laughs> Fill that one out because you're in short supply right now. Yeah. There's a story out of Stanford. If you haven't heard, you got to hear this story straight ahead. It's crazy. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, of course, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I think this is really funny. So remember, there is all this fake news going around that Florida, they're banning books. Oh, they're banning all the, including, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're banning a book about Roberto Clemente. <laughs> Oh my gosh, because they're so racist and they want to whitewash history. <laughs> that was never actually banned. There were some liberal activists who worked in one particular school district who just took all the books off the shelves saying that DeSantis has banned all these books. They all took pictures of it and went yeah. all over social media. Yep. Uh, Florida Education uh, Commissioner Manny Diaz Jr. announces the book of the month for grades K-12, through one of which is Roberto Clemente, Pride of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's awesome. <laughs> that is funny. I hadn't even heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. The Clemente thing. There, there's something always going on with these crazy activists somewhere, and that's just another one. Okay. Well, thank you for that update. And there's another update as far as the economy. Yeah. Retail sales have gone down. Yeah, they have. Uh, Americans pulled back on their spending last month. Uh, U.S. retail sales sales rather fell 0.4% in February. Uh, so that's not, not a great sign, but that's kind of what the Fed is trying to do anyway, is to get people to stop spending so much money because they're spending so much money you know, just on the basics. Yeah. Again, the, the theory of what the Federal Reserve is doing by hiking interest rates so aggressively is to steer the car into a ditch instead of over a cliff. The problem is that right now with all the banking meltdown that's happening, it kind of looks like you're steering the car into a ditch, but that ditch is full of hungry alligators. <laughs> well said. You know, we've been hearing over the last few years something like this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you heard these different people say, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And I'm not quite sure if those people at the time saw this exact thing happening with Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and the fallout from that, or it happening some other way. But it's not like this wasn't predicted. But still, when it happens, you're like, oh, crap, what's going on? Yeah. You know, and talking to some friends in the financial world, one guy I know, he's going to be on a spring bake. Uh, break vacation with his family in a week or two, I think, and saying basically if if this really goes down like some people are fearing, that's not going to be a vacation. <laughs> I know if you're listening, you're like, well, I really feel bad for your friend on his vacation. <laughs> but yeah, you'll be on the phone constantly mm-hmm. with oh, yeah. panic people. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's part of it, you know. But you know, like the timing of this, we've been planning this for years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if Senator Kelly gets his way, they'll shut siphon off and shut down the news about it. 
Right. We won't be able to talk about it, so therefore we won't know about it. So therefore, just la, 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 happy, happy. Yeah, could we make sure to influence yeah. the right news outlets to just not talk about not this? Talk or about it. Don't even Don't even bring yes. it up. If you don't bring it up, it'll go away. Crazy. You know, there's been some talk. Maybe you saw this story about what happened at Stanford Law School. They invite a judge to come speak. The judge comes, and the students are out of their minds. And was it your understanding because they didn't agree with this judge or because they thought he was conservative? Yeah, they think, oh, he's one of these conservative judges, and so we're going to protest him because he's harming us Okay, or something. Yeah, killing people. Mm -hmm. Judge's name is Kyle Duncan. So they kept heckling him, and they held up all these grotesque signs show a protest against his politics. Mm -hmm. Again, this isn't like the socialism classes. (laughs) Right. This is the law school. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have audio of the Stanford DEI lady that goes in there and then lectures the judge. Talking about, you know, you're going to talk to these kids. Well, I mean, this is like a safe space for these kids. And you need to treat him with respect. He hadn't even spoke yet. And I have to write something down because I'm so uncomfortable up here. Um, and I don't say that for sympathy. I just say I'm deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Um, I'm uncomfortable because this event is tearing at the fabric of this community that I care about and I'm here to support. And I don't know, and I have to ask myself, and I'm not a cynic to ask this, is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm-hmm. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because it's hurting the feelings of some of these liberal kids Mm -hmm. to have this conservative judge there to speak to the Stanford Law students. That's the words they use. I feel uncomfortable. Yes. The DEI lady that went into this class Because he's saying something you don't agree with or like. Well, he's caused a lot of harm. That's a whole nother. (laughs) We've taken the English language and stood it on its head. Words don't mean anything anymore. Or they've they've so taken the the words and blasphemized yes. them. Is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word, but it's just brutal. I mean, these words don't mean anything. Safe space, uncomfortable, yeah. literally killing <laughs> because of your words that we don't like. Um. By the way, before I play the rest of this audio, the update to the story is that it's Jenny Martinez's classroom. That's where the judge was speaking. Mm-hmm. Before the DEI lady came in there to lecture. Yeah. And so she actually apologized to the judge. Saying, sorry, it went down that way. Paraphrasing. So now students are plastering the walls of Jenny Martinez's classroom, claiming they were entitled to free speech and counter speech in yet another protest. I mean, he signs up everywhere. Yeah. You're law students. Right. You're supposed to get all sorts of speech and thought and take yeah. it in, and this somehow, you're too fragile to hear it? Right. Well, yeah. Where, the, where are we well, with that? They are too fragile to hear it because if they heard somebody who has a conservative viewpoint, it might shatter their worldview. That's the thing. When you do not have conviction in what you actually believe, because it's ruled purely by emotion. You have no choice but to lash out when somebody challenges those assumptions, because you know you're going to lose the argument. 
So you just want to shut down any argument. They did it to, uh, what's his name, uh, Charlie Kirk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, at a college, uh, what was that, yesterday or the day before? They, yeah, they dude, There was a riot did. because yeah. a dude was speaking. And Antifa masks. <laughs> yes. You know, it's truly like infants that just scream until they get their way. At some point in time, you learn, well, that's not effective. These people have never learned that. But how fragile are they? Well, listen, they go, My gosh, it goes man. on, the, the, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion lady, and she's uncomfortable even talking here, but... <laughs> oh, this is, dude, that's, I forgot about that part. I was listening to this yeah. this morning. That's my favorite part. So, so one of the things that, and this has been going on for a few years now, the far left, the woke crowd, they don't clap because they're afraid that somebody may have some sort of sensitivity to a louder noise. So they snap their fingers. And in some circles, that's actually even too aggressive. You have to do the spirit fingers. Yeah, you I thought it was jazz hands. Or jazz hands, whatever they spirit call it. Spirit fingers. I've never yeah. spirit finger. I think they call that's it. That's the name of our new album, dude. They, they call it spirit fingers, actually. But <laughs> because they don't do jazz hands anymore. It's, it's spirit fingers like that. But you will hear the snapping because that's a less aggressive form. <laughs> Because some people have PTSD or something from clapping. I don't know what the clapping would do, but <laughs> so yes. How do they live this? in this world? Do they ever go to a baseball game? Or no, it's a, a bubble, or, dude. It's a I bubble. Mean, yeah. They're snapping their fingers. Yes, they are. It happens a few times actually. <laughs> yeah. Roll the audio. Uh, yeah. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Is this worth it? <laughs> it is For many people here, your work has caused harm. Has caused has caused harm. And I know that must be uncomfortable to hear. I know that must be. Let me please finish. And I want to give you space to finish your remarks too, Judge Duncan. Okay, let's stop there. We're going to start. Is that your kid there with oh, the spirit no. fingers and the snapping? No. Are you embarrassed? I'm, no, I am totally. I, I we need. We're 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 only a few months away from some you know romantic comedy coming out and hitting theaters where instead of the slow clap, it's the slow snap where it's just. <laughs> well, how about snap equity? There are some people who can't snap their I fingers. I know. It's very ableist because some it people really don't have is. fingers. Hold right. on a second. I don't want to get too hard. Really? Some people have trouble with that? Yeah. Okay, we got to hit that later. I didn't know that. Some people <laughs> don't, I can't snap. I, I can do it, but it's not loud. Okay. It's well, not very loud. Snap. All right. You'll be all right. More snapping to come. I hope jazz you hands. can learn, too, while you're in this learning institution. I hope you can look to the spectacle of the, and the noise to the people holding these signs. I'm going to ask that half the folks walk out in protest, and the rest of us, Dude. let's tone down the heckling slightly so we can get to our questions, uh, which we so very much want to hear the responses. Yeah. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, yeah. And then one by one, everyone starts walking out. Not yeah. everyone. But certainly a lot of white females, I noticed. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, I mean, that, that judge has a lot of restraint. He does. To not just, because I'm watching this video, and I'm just looking, and I'm just like, the first thing that's running through my mind would probably get me in trouble. Because it's just like, okay, hold on, hold on a second there, Heifer. Uh, why are you people snapping right now? Right. What's wrong with you? The point is, you just have to point and laugh at these people. You have to shame them. 
You have to. Yes. I mean, dude, we're here to help, not to hurt. You got to get over the snapping thing. <laughs> and everything that's talked about, I mean, my safe face. You're hurting people. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. Okay, you know what? What's the sound of my head pounding against the desk? <laughs> Let's use that one instead. Uh, a little bit later, I want to get back to what what does the diversity and inclusion coordinator or administrator do at these gigs? Because I have an idea. Because if you read like a job application, yeah. I guess it'll tell you everything. Organized bowling parties. And- one other story about Stanford to get to. Okay. And again, this is oodles of cash to go there. Uh, they're now offering a class about a Taylor Swift song. Hmm? An entire song. class yeah. at Stanford hmm. is about one Taylor Swift song. All too well, the 10 minute version. Okay, it was originally on her Red album, but then she put out the extended version in 2021. Okay. It's going to focus on an in-depth analysis of the lyrics. Of a Taylor Swift song. Yes. How is that going to help you in life? Well, well they'll get jobs working at uh, on board of directors at banks. That's true. Yeah. I suppose. That's available. And they'll be as happy in love as Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oof. Oh, yeah. Damn. Man. It's going to turn around at some point because she's not the problem. It's every guy. You know that. <laughs> yeah, right. Never look in the mirror. No. Okay. Yeah. What does a DEI person do? We'll hit that and a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. You know, this seems pretty significant to me. Representative Chip Roy out of uh, Texas has just endorsed uh, Governor Ron DeSantis for president. Ron DeSantis Man, isn't, isn't formally running yet. I was going to say, that's... Uh... That's not something that happens every day. Someone endorses someone that hasn't announced they're running yet. Yeah. Uh, He says, quote, the next president must be a vibrant and energetic leader, and that leader is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm just going to read some of the highlights from the statement that he put out. Uh, He stood with Texas in defense of our border, sending a message to elites in Martha's Vineyard that they cannot ignore the human and economic toll of open borders. Uh, His style of no-nonsense government and fearless rejection of woke conventional wisdom has demonstrated an appeal to all of us. And then when other Republicans were faltering in key races back in the fall, DeSantis provided a positive vision for the future with prudent conservative action. The result was crystal clear. Uh, And he ends it by saying, when Republicans choose our 2024 presidential nominee, whom I tend to support against Joe Biden or any other Democrat... Uh, I believe it's time for a new generation of leadership. It's time for younger but proven leadership. It's time for Ron DeSantis to be president of the United States. Hmm. I don't think so. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout uh, of that is. Because you know Trump's going to hate it. 
And the thing is, it's kind of yes. hard to make Chip Roy out to be a rhino or whatever. I mean, because he's not. <laughs> you know, well, if you put it this way, uh, say yesterday, you would have said, as far as Republicans in the House, because there are some that you just figure are worthless, and there are others you think, listen, I, it's hard for me to trust in any politician, even Republican. I mean, too many have done you wrong too many times. But if you had to have a list of five, that you think, you know what, okay, um, I think this person's in it for the right reason, and yeah, they're on my top five list, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Chip Roy would have been on my five. Yeah, probably. Yeah, me too. I mean, he is literally my congressman. I voted for him in November. Well, and I'm, dude, we've talked about it on the show. I mean, he goes about it in, at least my opinion, the right way, and he's not afraid to go after other Republicans and call BS when he sees him. You know, so many people go to D.C. and they just go along with the party line, which usually means it's bought and paid for by somebody. And, again, I don't trust anybody. Sorry. But so far, yeah, I like Chip Roy. That's really interesting that he went out and did that. Because, yeah, Trump will, he'll say something within the next few hours, I'm sure. Probably. He'll respond. Interesting. Dip Roy. (laughs) It's easier to come up with a nickname when Chip is. Yeah. 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 Micro. You never know. Is that what you're going to do right now? With Trump. Just yeah. one after another? Just, yeah. okay. Yeah. Chip. Zip. Dip. Okay, yeah. And then you got Roy. You got Chip Clip. Yeah. Yeah, Chips are Roy. I mean, something, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Old potato. I mean, this is off the top of our head in 30 seconds. What's Trump going to do? Oh Here God. we go. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. (laughs) The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, yeah. uh, Robbins and I just looked at the yeah. <clears throat> uh, news monitor Fox is on, and the crawl is just Biden touts economy amid inflation, bank collapses. And you see and, the Dow tanking. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The economy's good, though. Well, and the largest number of layoffs since 2009. Reported. Yeah. Yeah. To harken back to the late, great George Harrison, while my 401 gently weeps. <laughs> Okay, I got to tell you, that was pretty lame. Good effort, though. I <laughs> thought it was funny, Scott. <laughs> I, well, I'm thanks. joking, man. God, Relax. He's been I'm doing trying this to, all day today. I'm trying to have a little man. fun here, okay? Gosh, dang. You want to have some fun? Well, have some fun. Just remember this. What's going on right now and what we've done with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, it's not a bailout, okay? There's a difference. No, it is a bailout. Well, it, Listen, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen made it clear because it's different this time because... Owners of 
systemic large banks that were bailed out and we're certainly not looking and uh, the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again but okay no we're not doing that again (laughs) they're called reforms i i have moved all of my investments into werther's originals It is a depreciating asset, but it depreciates slowly as I keep it between my gums and my cheek. Mm. Yeah, again, the person that didn't understand inflation (laughs) and said so on CNN. Mm -hmm. Still there. Okay. But, of course, you look at, you know, these different stories of what has actually happened. It sure looks like a bailout. There's no doubt about that. It's interesting in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Holman Jenkins writes a piece, and what he gets to in the end, and it's worth a read, said it brings us to something concerner, concerning Biden and our super elderly leadership class. And I really do think this is important. I don't think this is just taking a shot. It's a well-known behavior. This is reality for older people in their shortened time horizons. Making decisions and choices to engage in short-term can-kicking exercises like forgiving student loans or guaranteeing bank deposits regardless of size. For that's what last weekend's sweeping $19 trillion implicit bank guarantee was, a short-term choice aimed at helping Mr. Biden's Monday go better. Biden may be even too young to be president. By now... Perhaps only a 90- or 100-year-old can be sure of being safely out of the picture when all of our can-kicking blows up in our face. Wow. And that's really what this is, along with being $32 trillion in debt. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there is the bank contagion fear that's definitely out there. You're seeing that with the Dow today and, you know, keeping an eye on it. A lot of this could have been avoided, I think. It's, you know... This is stating the obvious. This is why I keep all my cash in an old mattress with a rigged up shotgun <laughs> pointed at it. <laughs> there you go. Um, meanwhile, uh, if you think the world's not crazy enough, uh, women's college now is accepting dudes. Well, they're sort of the the student body at Wellesley, very famous women's college. Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton went there, right? To I mean, a lot of a lot of feminists went there because you know the whole idea of Wellesley College being founded was to put women on an even playing field with men. That was yep. the goal: make sure that they had access to higher education. Well, students at Wellesley College voted this week to admit trans men. Now, this is a referendum, non-binding, uh, but it does call for opening admission to all non-binary and transgender applicants, including trans men. Well, they have a chance to get their first NCAA bid. <laughs> well, trans men being, of course, women who say that they're men. They're women, yeah, right. And so I guess they're admitting that trans men are not actually men, right? Because you right. can let them in because yeah. they are actually women. Men can um, be women. Yeah, yep. and the referendum also called for making the college's communications more gender-inclusive. For example, using the word students instead of, or alumni instead of women. It's a women's college. N- but that's hateful now. I'll okay. tell you, man. I'm, I'm not even making this up. I mean it. Uh, I got a little confused. So are you saying that if you're a dude that identifies as a woman, you can go to school there now? And also, I, if you're 
a female, but identify as a dude, you can also go there? I think, well, I, this is non-binding, so it doesn't, they don't have to. The student body is just, they right. voted, and this is, well, this is what we're demanding and all that stuff. But yes, that would be the score. If this were to become the official policy, then yes. So then Got it's it. just a college. It's not a women's college. Right. The patriarchy wins again. Oh, yeah. It's like International Women's Day, and all these dudes are winning the award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's freaking crazy. What a time to be alive, man. Well, what a great selection show that's going to be. How about that? Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, your drinking water probably not good for you. It might be causing cancer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you know that. You look concerned, Scott. Well, I, I use a lot of tap water, particularly to make coffee with. Well, I don't know if you saw Good Morning America with Michael Strahan. He introed the story today. Now to a new proposal to limit the amount of harmful, harmful chemicals in drinking water, the first, first federal restriction of its kind in a move that the Environmental Protection Agency says could save thousands of lives. Ariel Reshef is here to break down what this all means. Good morning, Ariel. Good morning, well, we don't need Ariel. We got David. Yeah. What does it all mean, David? Well, what I mean, you're talking about these forever chem- chemicals, also called PFAS. Yes. Um, and they're used for all sorts of things, a lot of times fire retardant, things like that, and they seep into the groundwater, and they get into uh, what comes out of your tap. So if you don't have a filter, you are potentially ingesting these forever chemicals, and in high concentrations, it can be dangerous for your health, and the EPA has been pretty slow in studying how dangerous it could be, because everybody's in a different situation. Um, Like if you live near an Air Force base, then, yes, you're at a higher risk for having exposure to that because they use it all the time Mm -hmm. uh, to put out fires and to clean it runways and whatnot. And so that winds up getting into the groundwater. So the EPA is now proposing, I guess, limits on it. The question is, again, how do you pay for all of it? How dangerous is it really? Uh, We just don't know. There are a lot of things we don't know. So there's no getting rid of it, in other words. That's why they're called forever chemicals. Okay, yes. I just wonder why can't why can't we do that with like tires? <laughs> why, why does it have to be things we ingest? And well, are you wondering what it could do to you? The well, stuff? I would love to know before uh, I start. I mean, uh, I okay. They've been linked to cancer, liver damage, fertility, Great. and thyroid problems, and other health issues. There you go. I yeah. finally get my liver straightened out. <laughs> now look, it's gonna be all right. Quit drinking for what? <laughs> you know, biblical times they drank the wine because the water, you know, you weren't right. too sure. Maybe I'm thinking, Scott. Yeah. No, don't do that. We're yeah. joking. Go, go, go. Seven years of sobriety down the tubes. Yep. All for a bottle of Ripple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> uh, Strahan had another story that he was talking about today that I thought was interesting. I think you know this story. And I couldn't help it as he was talking about this. It goes back to your theory that Good Morning America and their producers give Michael Strahan the stories with more S's on purpose. I think they do it on purpose, yes. I don't know if that's true or not, but this was about AI just roll it. All right, coming up, we're going to take a look at the new version of an artificial intelligence program so advanced it passed a bar exam. You know that story. That's crazy. Yeah. That's another thing to be worried about right now. A bar AI. Oh, yeah. A bar exam? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you have to worry about that because you're not, you're not taking it. I'm talking about artificial intelligence. Wasn't it? 
Uh, was it the AP test or maybe the SATs or something? And the one thing that it couldn't actually nail down was the writing test just yet. But when it comes to, like, you know, short answers and things like that, yeah, they can – AI can, can handle that pretty well. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're writing songs now. Yeah. In the style of whatever artist. It's crazy how that works. God. I know. It's insane. Um, American, oh. American Idol is going to be a bunch of just yeah. robots. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else that I saw on Good Morning America, and I grabbed the clip because I knew you'd want to know this, Scott. Now we're, now we're just triggering Scott for fun. Yeah. Because I know that you can't stand this because you mention it all the time. Okay. Do you know what tonight is? You should be really excited. You know why? <laughs> and the action in the women's tournament starts tonight, tonight, tonight on ESPN. You don't want to miss Illinois versus Mississippi State yeah, and Sacred Heart versus... Because you, that's one of the I things... I mean, it sounds bad when I say that, but I, I, they, they promote this thing just like the men's tournament now. And I'm like, you can't even sell a 6,000-seat arena out. For the women's NCAA I mean, right, tournament, I mean, what's the, Bill Burr talk about the WNBA? He's like in a city. You got a, you got a team here. What's the name of your team? No one knows. But they're also what your complaint is. The now anymore, they feel like they got to do both. Yeah, all yes. at the same time, same amount of coverage. Like the same amount of people are interested in. Doing I just wish Strahan would have had that story because what <laughs> Illinois. Th- <laughs> Actually, I think she tried to bring him back in because his alma mater is playing. And I think he tried to act like he cared, but you could tell he didn't. Or at least that was my mind reading that was going on. Tennessee Tech. And who is playing tonight? Could it be your alma mater? Texas Southern. Yeah? Let's go. They're ready? Let's go, Tigers. Okay. I'm ready. I hope they're ready. (laughs) Let's go, Tigers. Yeah, that was (laughs) full-hearted. I don't know if we have time for this right now. I had mentioned that we were going to try to figure out exactly what a DEI officer did at a university. Do you know how many DEI staff there is at the average university right now? Have you seen this number? No. Department of Diversity, Equity, Equity, and Inclusion. Okay. Yes. How many people are employed at your average university? Ten. I'll say eight. Okay, if we were playing the game, you had to come within seven. Mm-hmm. You're you're not hitting it yet. David isn't, or I am. Either twenty, twenty-two, not hitting it. Thirty, Holy thirty-three, not hitting it. Fifty, fifty-three. David, your winner. It's forty-five point one. Holy smokes! Hey, you know why college costs so much? <laughs> we'll get to it. What do they? Yeah, what do they do? Well, we're going to try to answer it. I don't know that we know. There's a lot of meetings and there's a lot of coordination. Okay, I know that. We'll get to that story. And Joe Biden pushes another lie again. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Biden won't let this lie go. A lot of people on the left won't let it go. 
No. Which no. lie? Well, yeah, there are a lot of them. you got to be there more so specific. Many. Yeah. Did you I was see... talking about the gender wage gap lie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this? So President Biden, he took to Twitter to share what was definitely a real note and not something crafted by the comms team. It was right. written by a little girl named Charlotte. Dear President Biden, President misspelled, by the way. It's like Casey yeah, should be like, reading this. Dear President Biden, <laughs> I just wanted to tell something not fair to ladies. Men are getting more money than girls. I think you true. should fix this since you're the president. Even I'm a child and I think we should do something. I'm sure that a little girl named Charlotte actually came up with that note on her own mm-hmm. and sent it to the White House. And so Joe Biden responded saying, Charlotte, I couldn't agree more. Women lose thousands of dollars each year and hundreds of thousands over a lifetime because of gender and racial wage gaps. And precision jobs. And and precision jobs, of course. Yeah. Can't forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Precision uh, jobs. I'm committed to building an economy where my daughters have the same rights and opportunities as my sons. They do. Yeah, they do. And so I, I thought it was funny. There's the uh, Twitter notes, community notes that get added, in form of fact checking in real time. And it's like, well, actually, economists consistently say that that thing doesn't actually exist no when you're looking at lifetime earnings you're also not accounting for uh or you wind up not accounting for professions that they go into in other words there is no such thing as a woman getting paid less for the same job that a man has correct that that doesn't exist there's different life choices and also different career choices it's not what right megan rapino said i know Oh, by the way, we were talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion earlier. Yes. And what, what does a coordinator at a university do? Yes. Because on that staff, there's 45 average employees per university across the country. It's, okay. it's crazy. And I went to, you know, what an officer is expected to do. And I remembered, you know, we went over this before. And I've kept this for a few years now because when I first read this story, and this was from Illinois State University, I was confused. And I was hoping David at the time would have an answer for me, but he didn't really have the answer. And I don't Uh, think you still do. Because at the time, they had named a diversity and inclusion coordinator. I think that's before equity got real big. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've added to it since then. But this story was from 2020. Um, So the president there had named this professor, Doris Houston, um, the new interim assistant to the president in this area, called the coordinator, all right, uh, was going to be serving as a chair of the President's Diversity and Inclusion Advisory Council. She had done that for a while, apparently. She was a professor of social work. But she also led the steering committee for the recent Campus Climate Task Force. So she had all this going on, but she took on the new title because in the story it read that the president said the issue deserves a cabinet-level post reporting directly to the president. Mm -hmm. And he said, quote, uh, well, it's everybody's job, but the same token, in my estimation, we need a person who is really helping collaborate with our different areas that are working on this, and then to coordinate those activities and to be a strong voice for areas that need improvement. What does that mean? uh, (laughs) What does it mean? But also a strong voice to tell people what we are doing to address these issues. I don't know. What does that mean? That's just a bunch what, of McGurkin. What it, what it means from university officials, the higher-ups, is this is to get the whiny kids off our back and to shield us from lawsuits. He also said it's part of our ongoing dialogue about how we address yeah. an important value of the university. 
Now, as far as the new coordinator, Doris, she said, I'm honored and humbled to serve, um, you know, in this diversity and inclusion uh, as the coordinator because it's part of Illinois State's core values. And you get through this whole thing, you still don't know what they do. Hmm. No. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> no. David, what's the biggest story of the day? You could you could do this for a long period of time. I know it's a lot of meetings, yeah. and it's to make sure, basically, that well, we got to have less white people, and Asians don't count as white yeah. people anymore. No, so what, we can't have them either. What it is is it's a bunch of uh, bitter middle aged women who complain about things. That's that's what it is. And would you say then the dudes are just sort of beat down, saying, whatever, just get off my back? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Something like that? Yeah. DEI, discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. There you go. <laughs> pretty much what it is. I can tell you what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to a news update. And the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, straight ahead. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, speaking about the Russian jet that hit our drone. It was interesting. Uh, John Kirby, uh, State Department spokesperson, whatever his title is now, is saying, you know, it's just this pilot kind of stupid, you know. Yes, but it at the very least looks like this was just reckless behavior by a, a Russian pilot. <laughs> That's it. Dumping out the fuel on the drone, mm-hmm. doing the buzz buys and all that mm-hmm. stuff, just went rogue. And then the other military official that was out speaking yesterday. Just demonstrative of uh, very unprofessional, unsafe airmanship on the part of these pilots. Hmm. So they didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. Just, you know, just horse around. Just jacking around. Yeah. yeah. Vlad- Vladimir Goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't request the flyby, no. did he? No. No, <laughs> just they did. gas on it. <laughs> I like that Gosh one. dang it, that's our drone. <laughs> I know. You know that, I know. In fairness, we did blow up their pipelines. So, How much was that drone? Was it like something like $17 million or something? I didn't see the price. I read, crazy I read, amount of money? I think I read $28 million. $28 million yeah. that drone cost. <sighs> Holy Try to get that insured. <laughs> Seen it, covered it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhem's flying the, the Russian jet. I'm a Russian pilot, horsing around, dumping gas on your fancy new drone. <laughs> I'm about to screw up your country. Okay. Man, oh man. Okay. So we'll see where this goes from here. Did you see Lindsey Graham out there talking about it? Yeah. Lindsay said, next time we're going to let you it down. Yeah. Well, I think their jet. Yeah, I think oh, the, there was, a, there was a, something lost in translation with what the headline read and what he was actually saying. 
Okay. Because was what he was saying was, listen, you can't just allow them to come in and no. and knock down drones, knock down our property in neutral areas. He can't do that. Uh, that's that's an act of aggression. And so, if you want to get serious, you let them know we're going to shoot it out of the sky if another one of your planes does this to a piece of American hardware. Right. And it's like to me, I. I mean, the the only problem with that is that you put yourself in a box to where if they do it again, you absolutely have to shoot that thing down. You got to be prepared for what's next. Yeah, you can't do the old Obama red line, and I yeah. mean it. Except if you do it, I ain't going to do anything. Yeah, you've actually got to do it. But that's just it. And you would guess Russia knows that. Mm-hmm. That's why it wasn't just <laughs> some... <laughs> Some pilot jacking around. <laughs> right. I'm sure that crap was, hey, if you see a drone up there, here's what you do, is be my guess. Mm-hmm. And then sort of the attitude of what are you going to do about it? But I think you're right. You have to respond. But, man, people in America do not want to get into this thing. Start shooting jets out of the sky. That's, you know. Yes. Holy smokes, Daddy-O. So we'll see. Yeah, there's so many different things going on. I know you got your big three of the day, Scott. You all ready to go? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Right, Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins top three of the day, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey. Casey, Casey. How you doing, buddy? Doing okay? Good. Okay. Fine. I'm ready. Three. Number three, Joe Rogan's new comedy club in Austin is going well. How about it, huh? Uh, he's got a new comedy club, as David mentioned, in Austin, and it's been sold out since it's been open. Every show is sold out. And tickets on the resale market now are going for as high as 900 bucks. $900 yeah. for a comedy show? Yeah. That's a resale market now. Again, this I understand. Is, you know, supply, demand, all that stuff. But, but someone would pay it. He said it really just speaks to what we're doing here. And this is an old holds barred, you're not going to get canceled club. Right. Come in here, do comedy. All right? Do your comedy. Doesn't have to be PC. As a matter of fact, we encourage you not to be PC. And people are hungry for this sort of thing, and they're buying up tickets like crazy. Rogan opened the show by, hey, I own this place. What are you going to do? Cancel me, (laughs) B-word? Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if that group of comedians, whatever night that they're having a show, went in to the Stanford Law School and talked to those (laughs) students in that clip we had earlier? Yeah. Because they had a judge there Mm -hmm. that had conservative values, and their panties were in a bunch, and talking about it hurts, it hurts this, and then they were doing their snapping of the fingers thing because they don't want to clap because it might be offensive. Holy smokes. Get those comedians to that school. They'd be throwing themselves off tall buildings. Wow. He's an American. Closer closer to number one. Go ahead. He said Americans are ready to be done with the cancel culture. And they're demonstrating that by coming out and selling out my club. Hey, man, Casey, I don't want to tell you how to do it. Wait until Scott's over, okay? Gotcha. Nice. Okay. Who runs this show? You do, don't you, Casey? I can tell. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Two. <laughs> Scott Robbins trifecta up to number two. Number two, uh, New York City Democrat is calling out the governor. Uh, yeah, a Democrat, uh, a New York City councilman, and, and the Biden administration, it was on Fox and Friends, the governor was there, was calling out Kathy Hochul and the Biden administration, everybody else involved. He said Eric Adams is trying to come up with some kind of plan to deal with the influx of migrants coming. One of his plans now is to use a shuttered McDonald's to house the migrants in. This was a 24-7 McDonald's and went belly up. 
that's right there in smack dab in New York City, and rather than sit there empty, he's decided to move the migrants in. Which, of course, has changed the name of the place to McMigrants now. <laughs> I made that up. Well, you don't put cots in there? Yeah. Inside the McDonald's. If you remember know, the migrants that were at the hotel, they didn't want to go to the whatever convention center. Yeah. No. You think they want to go to a little McDonald's? Well, maybe maybe it's still... Maybe. They're in charge now. You know they're here. Right. Didn't they get the memo? Everything is free now. Wow. I don't know, man. Fire up the grills. Reopen that McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. Saying, you got people there. We're all told, right? They, they just want to work here. They just mm-hmm. want to become contributing members to this great American experiment. So put them okay. to work, man. There you go. You yeah, uh, Just true. rebrand it. McMigrant. I like it. <laughs> and everybody that is supportive, you will eat there. There you go. Now, yeah. on with a I'd countdown. I'd like one large amnesty meal, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah, he's ready. One. No, number one, PETA. They want to ruin the White House Easter egg roll, you're telling <laughs> Yeah. Well, the Easter egg roll ticket lottery will be opening tomorrow morning. And right now, it's a very hot ticket. Families all gather, get the little ones together, and they go to the White House, and the kids all run out there and find eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first lady's now been asked by PETA to stop using real eggs. Because they're too expensive? Hindrance on the chickens. Oh. How about painted stones, they said. That's a good idea. And this was a suggestion that was made. So instead of eggs, you just paint stones, you leave them out there, and the kids pick them up, right? If it's a stone the size of the egg, that bucket's going to get heavy in a hurry. Well, not only that, but kids are all jacked up on uh, chocolate, and they're... <laughs> Throwing the rocks at each other during the, all mayhem breaks out. Now we shall see whether this. They were also talking about maybe like wooden blocks, eggs, kind of things. But then I think, well, that's oh, environmentally not friendly. You have to chop down trees to get wood. Can't My biggest that. concern is: is the Easter Bunny going to show up again and try to direct Biden where to go? <laughs> the Easter crossing guard. Remember? <laughs> yes. Is yeah, that what happened last year? Yeah, like he, he was like doing the spin around wonder again. Where do I go? Where's my handler? <laughs> Easter Bunny's like over there, old man. Easter, Easter Bunny's Bun- showing up there to like lead him away from the rope line because he kept talking to the press. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> she was. And there you have it. Yes. Easter Bunny bails you out. Man. Are you my wife now? Uh, <laughs> you don't Hello. seem as horrible as Dr. First Lady Dr. <laughs> Jill Biden. <laughs> want another one? Donald, you want another one? Sure. I have one if you want it. I'll let you pick, man. Uh, We got a story about sandwiches. It's not good. Or about a middle school principal that got arrested his first day. Your pick. Mine? Well, it's your trifecta. We're going with four now. Well, we got four now. Um, Yes. Four. (laughs) I heard you. I'll go with the middle school guy who got kicked out after day one. Okay. So you get that headline. Yes. Kentucky middle school principal arrested first day on the job. You're like, oh, this isn't good. No. Oh, boy. So I'll tell you the story and then see what your, re- what your reaction is. This is Leroy Little Senior. He's 44. Started work two days ago as the principal of Olmstead Academy North in Louisville. So our friends in Louisville already know this story. So he's all gussied up, starts day one, right in his office, putting the pictures up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was even a welcome Principal Little sign placed in front of the school. Nice. It was really nice. Very welcoming. Um, but then he was taken into custody over a domestic violence incident. Oh, God. 
I'm reading this going, oh, my goodness. you got to be kidding me. And this happened on Christmas Day. He's getting arrested now. He was served an arrest warrant at school for fourth-degree assault and third-degree terrorist threatening. Mm. What happened? Yeah. Police report retained by the news outlet said he had arrived at the girlfriend's home, his girlfriend, when she was seen leaving with an ex-boyfriend. See? Oh, boy. Yeah. On Christmas. Damn. Lils and the now ex-girlfriend, current girlfriend at the time. He thought so. Well, we're arguing, and the former boyfriend somehow got involved, and so he allegedly assaulted the former boyfriend, who had injuries to his face and head. Mm. So when the police got there, he was gone. Victim reportedly has video of the alleged assault, gave it to the county attorney's office days after that. So then the Jefferson County Public Schools District issued a letter to parents about the arrest. You may have seen or heard local media stories about allegations against the principal, Leroy Littles. Uh, charges unrelated to the school. Uh, but he's gone. So, as you now know the whole story, what is your reaction? Well, my reaction is the old boyfriend who was escorting the then-girlfriend off uh, probably made some kind of crack about his last name, and that's what escalated the whole thing. <laughs> I guess my reaction is, you see domestic violence, you're like, oh, that's awful. That's terrible. Oh, this was an altercation with another dude? Yeah. An ex? And you guys got into it? I'm not excusing it or saying it's a good thing, but at least it tells a different story. But wouldn't you think on Christmas they would have set things up like you're coming over at this time and like they wouldn't have bumped into each other? Something. How do you double book on Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Yes. I'm not quite sure I know the answer. Okay. we got to get to another news update and Nimrods in the news. Straight ahead right here. Thank you. Goodbye. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Just side note, we used that way before Chevy. It's ours. Okay. <laughs> News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Trump's Make America Great Again Political Action Committee has filed a complaint with the Florida Ethics Board claiming that Ron DeSantis is running a shadow campaign at the expense of uh, Florida taxpayers because he's on this uh, book tour. And they're saying, well, he can't do that. He's using taxpayers to basically run a presidential campaign while promoting his book. And therefore, the state board of ethics needs to uh, sanction him for that. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. That was some news you had earlier about DeSantis getting the endorsement early from Chip Roy from Texas. Chip Roy. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if Trump tries to call Chip Roy a, a rhino or something. I mean, he's like one of the most reliably conservative, hard-right conservatives in Congress, Chip Roy is. Yeah, he won't go that route. <clears throat> I think it'll be a play on the name. Tater. He'll call him Tater. <laughs> he might. 
You don't like Chips or Roy? I like Chips or Roy. Chips or Roy is pretty good. That's almost too clever. I don't think it'll be that complex. But uh, I'm trying to think, how will he go after him? We could make the prediction, I guess. Uh, maybe go after he doesn't have any accomplishments. He doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect, I wonder. I guess. I like Chip Roy. Yeah, I like Chip the, Roy, too. The, the speech Chip Roy gave when the omnibus bill passed right before Christmas break, talking about what our leaders are doing to our country, is worth a watch if you've never seen it or heard it on this show. It, he said in my opinion, what really needed to be said, even though maybe few people heard it, it is. A lot of times it feels like, does it even matter if it's Republican or Democrat? We're getting sold out by our leaders. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on for a long time. And every time we bring this up, I always remember 2015, and the word was out, as far as Wall Street was concerned, they didn't care if it was Jeb or Hillary. Because either way, they own the government, basically, and big corporations. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it is. But it'll be interesting to see what Trump does with that. Um, one other quick thing before Nimrod's on a lighter note, because this poll was out there and it's making the rounds. Um, when you get the bill and you're a group of people, should we just split it evenly? that cool with everybody? Yeah, sure. Make it easy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see it. Well, you don't like it, Scott. You don't like, and that's okay. You don't like it. Just admit it. it. If you're out with another couple, yeah, split the bill, unless it's already a foregone conclusion. Somebody's buying. Okay, you, you just say split it. What if one couple is having beverages and the other isn't? Well, they pay for their own. But then that's not splitting. They pay for theirs. I pay for mine. Okay, that's, that's what you're saying. You want to go? So you don't split it down the you middle. You want to go all booze hound on me? That's on you. <laughs> oh. oh, I misunderstood. Yeah, okay. Splitting it, the total check down the middle. Yeah. No, no just no. pay for what you ordered. Pay for what you ordered. All right. Ask for two checks. Yeah. Okay. I think most people are in agreement with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it! This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Yeah, that bill. They didn't call Robbins alligator arms for nothing. Okay, thirty-nine-year-old woman, in Florida, Harleen Biswanger. Facing a felony battery charge for allegedly striking her 68-year-old boyfriend in the eye with an avocado. Damn. Happened in their apartment the other night. Unclear why the boyfriend was hit. Guess some sort of argument. She also hit him in the arm with a metal hanging rod. Arrested for the battery. Um, But the victim's older than 65, so that's a felony. Just chucking avocados. You didn't have a monkey wrench, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the news.